They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, and joining me this evening, I've got Digital Guru, I've put my teeth in again, Digital Guru for Somerset CCC, Ben Warren, and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset Sporting, a very sunburnt uh, nose there. He's out in Portugal at the moment, and he's assured <laughs> us after last week he's in, he's in a much better mood after a week of sun, sea, and uh, not particularly the good side of Gibbo. No, the side is not much good. Well, it's, it's, it could be worse. It's, it's Bulmer's Strongbow. The, the only alternative is some filthy stuff called Summersby, which should be banned from using the, the part of the, the name of Somerset on the, on the grounds that it's an insult to the county. It's just dreadful, made by Heineken, and they're promoting it really heavily over here. But don't I, touch it. I suspect it could only be worse, in your opinion, if it was uh, called Wyvern Cider by Summersby. But we won't talk <laughs> no, about that. Oh, oh no, not, we're, we're not even half, half a minute in. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to. I promise not to stir things up between you two this week and the older tenancy situation at the Cooper Associates County Ground for Coventry. Uh, ben, week off for the boys this week. Uh, what have you been up to? Oh yeah, it's been. Um, yeah, we, we've had. Um, plenty going on still. Um, still lots of bits and pieces going on. Obviously, the uh, the second team have been uh, been playing start today, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But uh, uh, yeah, all uh, getting ready for uh, for not just the Northampton game, but it's uh, vastly rapidly approaching the uh, T20s that are starting at the end of this month. Yeah, 24th of May, first game at home, a repeat of last season's semi final, which I've forgotten a result of uh, Hampshire. Uh, home Wednesday the 24th at the uh, Cooper Associates County Ground so uh, the only real news you've had this week is that the best player in the world has put pen to paper with a uh, two year white ball extension to his contract Roloff and Merva signed on until September 2025 uh, I think we can all agree that's a pretty good thing um, and I don't see uh, I don't see much uh, criticism for a 38 year old deciding to uh, hang up his championship boots and his whites uh, to focus on uh, on white ball cricket, and on the anniversary of the 165 not out at uh, at Taunton against Surrey as well. What we 21 for five, chasing 270, something like that it was a a glorious uh, glorious day, glorious innings, and uh, that's what Roloff does, doesn't he? He just pulls victory from the jaws of defeat on uh, a more than one occasion, and look yeah. forward to seeing him at the county ground uh, for a couple <coughs> more years to come. Famously at Bristol last season, when the game seemed completely dead and buried, <clears throat> Roloff had other ideas. One of the best T20 innings I've seen. Yeah, him and Josh Davey pulling that one out of the fire uh, against the Gloucesters. Right, yeah. so um, so obviously not having played this week, Somerset are, uh, are still bottom of uh, of Division 1 of the Championship, but uh, uh, not Lancashire, North End and Somerset, so the bottom four. Uh, none of them playing this week so it's really all to play for on Thursday at Taunton because a victory could see us up to mid-table respectability if a few other results go our way so Gibbo I know you put out a tweet saying you're a little bit uh, on the on the grumpy side last week <laughs> let's have some well, optimism for Thursday 
And what I want to see on up Thursday is a, a dominant perform <coughs> performance. I, you know, I'd be tempted to say, if we don't beat North Ants, we can't beat anybody in, in the first division on our home ground. But the weather forecast isn't great, so it's quite possible uh, we won't get a, a, a positive result. But I do want to see the sort of performance that we saw up at Wantage Road back in 2020 when we blew them away in a, a day and two-thirds, uh, or the sort of performance we saw uh, last September at Taunton when we won by, what, 352 runs. Yeah, they are, I think, the weakest side in the first division. And if we can't, you know, well, if we can't, as I say, put in a really dominant performance against them, then I think we need to be very worried for the rest of the season. I'm particularly worried for the two games coming up immediately afterwards against Lancashire away and then Middlesex away at Lords. Yeah, Middlesex have uh, found a bit of form this season. Ben, is that your uh, your uh, prognosis as well? Yeah, I think I think it's a big, really big game, isn't it? You know, I think it's you know if we look back to to last year, we had not the best start. So I think it's they really do need to to chalk up a, a win on the board if they possibly can heading into those two tricky away games because um, oh yeah, on, as Anthony said on paper, this looks one of the easier games and. Uh, I think it's it's more than just the the points. It's the uh, it's it's really going to set us up, or or really sort of mean that it's going to be a really tricky period if we don't win. Um, to uh, to look forward into those games in May that that, that are going to be played on against good sides and good bowling attacks, and you know Lords is always going to do a bit. So you'd think that there was going to be a result there. So um, so yeah, it's 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 a massive game, um, but it's a really good opportunity to to get get a win on the board yes yeah, it is glorious day here um, but yeah as you say we're just looking ahead to the forecast a bit of rain about thursday a lot more rain about friday a bit of rain about saturday and sunday being clear and i was i was thinking this is it now summer's finally here we've got rid of the rain but it's uh it'll be sodzlo if it comes to uh comes to bite us in this particular game where as you say they are one of the weaker teams in the division, if, and if you can't beat them at home or full with four full days of cricket, then you know you probably don't really deserve to be staying up. Um, has been some cricket. Uh, sorry, Ben. No, I was going to say that the weather forecast may, you know, as long as the weather it's not too bad, it may actually help the bowlers. You know, it might it might give favourable conditions for, for to take twenty wickets. You know, I'm not sure exactly what sort of pitch we'll we'll be playing on, but I think it's. You know, if we do get overhead conditions and a bit of green, you know, floodlights on, those sorts of conditions that that we saw at times during the Lancashire game, then then it might be the most one of the ways that we can take twenty wickets on. We surely we surely ought to be preparing a result pitch. We we ought to be able to back ourselves against against Northants. The last thing we want is a dead pitch, you know, which is offering nothing nothing to the bowlers. Um, I think you know if you compare the two attacks. Uh, North Ants is mostly sort of military medium. You know, they've been around the block a few times. They're they're, they're seam bowlers, um, and as long as all four of our main line seam bowlers are fit, and I'm not not sure about that, we ought to back ourselves to beat them on a on a greenish pitch, a result pitch. I think that's definitely what we what we need to see. So with the fitness of the bowlers, Josh Davey uh, has turned out for the seconds. It's the first day of their game uh, against Northamptonshire at Dunstable Town CC. Uh, 
if you're uh, not up to date with that one. Uh, Somerset bowled out for 223 after being uh, 139 for two. George Bartlett top scorer with 93. Uh, and then in reply, North Ants are uh, 85 for one from 27 overs. Uh, Josh Davey bowled nine economical overs for 29. So assuming Davey's going to be fit, um, Craig goes <coughs> not with the twos, but very rarely have I ever seen him with the twos. So I would assume he's potentially going to be fit you're kind of sort of nodding there Ben is that good news do you think yeah I, I, I caught up with him the other day actually and he sort of gave me the sort of the thumbs up and said that he was he was on track now obviously that that was a few days ago so um but yeah I think barring any sort of um you know late late issues I think he'll he'll be fit to take his place on Thursday which is um yeah massive news and and, and of course, Craig did so well against them last year. So I'm sure their batters aren't going to be too uh, thrilled with the prospect of having to face them again. But um, yeah, I think hopefully they will. He'll uh, be he'll be in the eleven, which, which helps the batting as well as the. Yeah, definitely. But I, mean, I think it's probably fair to say that he hasn't he hasn't really fired this season, Craig. The couple of games he's played, uh, this is where I should get my stats up ready to. Uh, avail you all of Craig's uh, stats for the year but I think it's one wicket he's averaging about 80 I think something like that it's it's not particularly they're not particularly Craigo like figures at the moment so he's been troubled by whatever the issue is with his left foot or left ankle they're right right the way through and so you know he hasn't he hasn't been the Craig Overton that we we know and love yeah let's but, hope um, hopefully he'll be back fit and firing after having the last game off yeah let's hope this uh you know, week 10 days break has uh, just given him that little window to recover. Yeah, two wickets uh, for 149, averaging 74.5 for Craigo. Um, do you know what the guys have been up to, Ben? Is it paintballing, windsurfing, <laughs> escape rooms, or down the pub, golf, uh, or team bonding, or naughty boy nets? Or I think it's yeah. been a bit of a variety. I think that after the um, last game, I think there were some pretty heavy intensive net sessions. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think that... <laughs> They've mixed that up with a bit of um, a bit of time off. I know a couple of the lads have gone to Italy to watch um, some Serie A football in Rome. I think Pete Siddle and a few of the guys have, are out in Italy just for the long weekend. Um, so just a bit of R and R before for another intensive stretch. So I think yeah, it's a combination of um, taking a little bit of time to reflect and but also. Uh, um, I think Shane Berger, the batting coach, has been pretty pretty busy as well. So uh, hopefully, all uh, a, a good combination to set us up for uh, for what's going to be a, a, a busy few weeks now. Um, there's not really too many gaps now for as we approach the the blast and the, these away games. Yeah, because our next championship break week isn't till September, so it's it's pretty much foot to the floor now for the whole of the the whole of the high summer till we uh, yeah till we break in. Was it first or second week of uh, of September? So, um, yeah, what sort of side are we going to put out? I mean, I think the bowling pretty much picks itself. Um, <laughs> unless you wanted to... It's harsh on Casey Aldridge to drop him after that um, uh, that magnificent uh, not out along with Lewis Gregory uh, to save that game against Lancashire. But I think he probably has to, to make way for, for Craig and, uh, and Josh Davey along with Jack Brooks. The big question is the batting. Mm. I bet you they won't make any changes at all, which yeah. I think is wrong. Yeah. I think George Bartlett, he's got 90 today. He deserves his chance. 
I think they should give Sean Dixon a rest, move Bancroft up to open with Lamanby, and uh, have um, Abel at three, Cola Cadmore at four, and then George Bartlett at five. That's what I'd do. I think he's earned his chance. Yeah, I agree. That's what I've gone for. I mean, I don't know whether... I mean, it is Bancroft's last game, so I presume they're going to want to play him if... if I mean, if they don't, and they'll keep opening with Dixon. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be particularly bothered either way if, if Bancroft did or, or didn't play in this game, if they opted to rest him, uh, just to, you know, try and solidify that that batting order, get that batting order established for what it's, what it's going to be like for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, so I'm like, you. Yeah, I've gone uh, Lam and B and then Bancroft or Dixon opening either way. I'm not, you know, and then Abel Bartlett, TKC, Rue, Gregory, Davey, Ovid, Leach and Siddle. I think Bartlett's the one. I think looking looking at his performance for the the two today, it looked like it nipped around a bit. Mm. Just only going off the the clips it come through on. Yeah, the, it was green up there, wasn't it? It was really... very green. You know, he played aggressively, but you know, he you know he had a couple of edges that sort of fell short of slips early on. But um, played some quite flamboyant shots, and and I think that that's. Where he's at his best, George Bartlett, when he's not scraping around and scratching around, and he's free to play his shots. So, um, so yeah, I think that will give him a big confidence boost. And um, I think if they are going to make the change, that he's he's the one that that, that sort of stood up and, and said pick me. So, uh, and I think the, the problem is is that if you don't then pick George after scoring ninety in the seconds, it you know it's, it's the whole culture, isn't it? You know, around that kind of keeping people on their toes in the seconds yeah. also rewarding people that do well so um, yeah it's, it's a tough call it's a tough call I think they could go down a number of different options but I think if they are going to make the change then George definitely out his place and I think as well he's in form now so get him in the side now Bancroft's not in form Dixon isn't in form so like I said I know he's an overseas player but he's only got one game left and you know you're not going to have him you're not going to be paying him for three or four months to sit on his uh, you know sit in the dugouts with a bib on it's a, it's only one more game and yeah Bartlett's in form so so pick him and I think that obviously sends that you know the right message out to the squad not only in terms of if you're playing well in the seconds you'll get your shot in the first team but also doesn't matter who you are whether it's your overseas player uh, whether whether you're Tom Abel whether you're Lewis Gregory whoever you are if you put in a consistent run of, of poor performances, then sorry, mate, we're going to hook you. Yeah, all sounds logical. What's <coughs> logical? <coughs> I didn't think Somerset supporters were supposed to be logical. I think was I thought we were supposed to be all pitchforks and emotions. Romantics, romantics, romantics. <coughs> we're the last of the romantics, Gibbo. Right, uh, what else is going on? Now I saw something popping about on Twitter about some new rumoured changes for the championship again now this to me just seemed to be a rehash of the high performance review which was um, well, the, the elements of the high performance review that were universally uh, binned off by the counties at the end of last season, I can't find it now this is what the bookmark uh, feature is for, can anybody remember them off the top of their head, it was the you know, three divisions of six Played the one-day cup in April, and uh, there was another one, I think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the three divisions of six. It's the idea that you have a sort of 
elite eight, not counties, but city-based teams, you know, the, so as to concentrate the, the quality. I think it's, it's more along those lines and match it up with a re revised T20 Blast and make that city-based T20 Blast your sort of headline short format competition of, of the summer. So the, the 100 would make way right. for that. Well, yeah. Well, but it, I think we're a long, a long way from that happening, frankly. I mean, it's the, the idea of, of having city-based clubs rather than county-based clubs has been around since my father was writing about cricket about 40 years ago. Um, and and there is a logic to it, because whilst counties are very, very important to us in the southwest of England, I'm a Devonian, you're a Devonian, Ben, I guess, comes from Somerset, and we're all very proud of coming from our counties. Uh, probably two-thirds of the country haven't a clue which county they come from at all particularly in the, in the southeast of England I mean, and in parts of the Midlands and the north where they've been buggering around with county boundaries for the last 40 or 50 years. And, and people, particularly the younger generation, are more likely to identify with, you know, Liverpool Cricket Club or, or Manchester Lee, or Birmingham. Manchester or whatever, yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd rule that out. Sorry? I said that's a good we point. Yeah, we kind of sort of view it all through maroon and black and white tinted spectacles yeah. down here in this in this part of the world but yeah, yeah. i mean is middle is lords is in middlesex is the oval in yeah. surrey yes yes well it's in greater london actually yeah, yeah, so it's that, it's that element of confusion isn't it i mean yeah, Birmingham yeah, is, so. yeah I, presume. I think most of these changes weren't gonna i think there's there was the stuff that came out the back end of last week around the 100 in terms of the manipulation of it towards 18 teams with promotion and relegation and and that kind of bit. But then I guess in, in the the small print of that was the deal with Sky doesn't include that kind of um, setup and it would it, the earliest be 2025 and it was... It, I think it was more of a attention headline grabbing article than anything actually anything really sort of structural that's imminent. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I guess the the app, when you take the nuts and bolts and put them together, the the case is that you know Somerset ideally would like to be at the top table of domestic cricket. In terms of the what's being played, in you know however long that takes, and whether that's a Southwest Hundred franchise, or you know, I think that that's going to be the interesting thing to come in the in the years to come. And it might be five years, ten years, uh, but but the region needs to be looked after, um, and <coughs> we will see what that looks like. But I think they've got the right people now at the ECB. And Richard Gould and, and I like to know how powerful the West Country is as a region. So um, I think it'd be fascinating to see how what that looks like and how that impacts both positively and negatively on Somerset County Cricket Club and and things. But I think there, that is the that is the thirst to get the best players playing, so people in the West Country can watch them. That was always yeah. the issue with a hundred for me is taking trying to get kids to cricket, trying to make cricket more popular by shrinking it down into those eight teams. And I'll keep telling the story about when I went to watch Essex against Devon down at Exmouth when I was a kid and, you know, 
11 years old and uh, uh, you know Graham Gooch, Derek Pringle, Salim Malek and even Don Topley uh, who was playing in that game as well who's, who's going to be joining us Gibbo he's twisting he is. yeah he's coming in very, with very keen jumping in on the jumping in between the Essex games in, a, in about six weeks time so looking forward to that um, but yeah but it's restricting it's restricting the you know you, you tra- being able to travel to games basically and if you know it's it's I think Gordon Hollins uses the uh, the kid in Truro as being the uh, you know the the man on the Clapham omnibus for the uh, uh, for the hundred. He's absolutely right. It's so when we're sat at this top table of this new competition because we're going to sit here now and, and devise it, and then we'll just tag the ECB in it, and then we'll we'll have solved everything. I mean, we talked about the city-based side of things. You could potentially make that optional because the brand of Somerset cricket is really strong in the southwest, and you know, I mean, down here in Devon and Cornwall, Dorset, you know, West Dorset is obviously Somerset, and East Dorset is normally Hampshire. Recognise their position in that pyramid of southwest west cricket, and although the, the team is called Somerset, everybody knows that it is really southwest cricket. Yeah, but if, you, if you're looking at it from ECB headquarters in Lords, you would look at the West Country and say, well, you've got Somerset and Gloucestershire, neighbouring counties, dirty great big city right smack bang in between them, join Somerset and Gloucester together and make it a Bristol-based club stroke franchise. That would be the obvious thing to do. But, of course, Somerset and Gloucestershire hate each other. <laughs> exactly. I could not have my own team playing at the unique seat stadium, <laughs> voted least attractive cricket ground in the world by me, yes, seven or eight years running. It's hideous. But I think but the I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one other thing on this, which is with all these, this talk of change, it is more important than ever that Somerset stay in the first division and stay in the top rank of, of the T20 Blast. We, because if we go down to the second division at the end of this season, we'll very soon find ourselves amongst the also-rounds if, if we're not careful. That's the, that's the real danger. It's really, really important that we're up, up there at the top so that we've got that bargaining power, we've got that clout, we can speak as one of the top teams in, in, in the country. So, you know, makes it even more important that we beat North Ants yeah. <laughs> this coming week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And I think I think we've seen over the last few years the counties that have been potentially put on the sort of the back burner in terms of you know like Leicestershire and that they've been fighting back you know Leicestershire are doing some brilliant stuff on and off the pitch and you know there's constantly teams that are in the division first division that are non-test grounds there's teams winning the blast Essex won the blast not so long ago and um, you know I think it's I think it's really important that that the counties that are being alienated potentially continue to make inroads and strikes and luckily <clears> in this time they are and, and and that's i think sending the right messages that you know people counties have got to pull their weight of course i think don't think anyone wants a scenario whereby counties that don't pull their weight are rewarded the same as the counties that do um but i use leicestershire as a really good example you know they produce rian ahmed to play for the england set up in in the last couple of years they are doing some amazing things off the pitch in terms of community engagement and and they're you know they're very they've changed their ambitions to being much more punchy and i'd say good on them to be fair i think we're being too modest here because i would use us 
as an example that that knocks his stuff out of Leicestershire. To be honest, I mean, Taunton is probably what a third the size of Leicester, probably even a bit smaller. I know it's <laughs> a slightly larger catchment area, but if you look at you know, yeah. I put us in a I put us in the kind of bracket above. Well, I I, yeah. I always think we're kind of we're in a bit of a vacuum really and we're sort of in between the test grounds and the best of the non-test grounds and we're in this sort of vacuum in our own which can play to our advantage but has also been difficult in the past because we've seen we've been left out of things where just because we've not got a test ground we we've been sort of chaperoned into the sort of pot b's and c's when we're actually in sort of pot a plus (laughs) Well, well if, if it comes to city-based franchises, we, we'll have to make a choice between Bath and Wells. <laughs> <laughs> the Wells Wyverns. There you go. Oh, right, you started. Right, I'm going I'm to mute and let you two uh, let you two come to blows over this one. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I'm. I I, I mean, I don't know. Well, are we dinosaurs by saying that let's keep it all? as it is because recognizing that that's not going to happen now the the filthy lucre of franchise cricket is now you know it's a pandora's box that ain't got to be shut um so i guess you have to be kind of on the train it's a lot better being on the train pissing out the window than running along the platform trying to piss in the window <laughs> you say that from experience do you well it's just an interesting metaphor that somebody told me and it's uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of stuck with me um, no, the, Western, the fact that there's Western Storm, I think probably that that's probably the ECB's kind of route into this is that we've already got Western Storm, we are an established brand in the Southwest, and you know, so I would I would say Anthony's point around Somerset and Gloucestershire sort of unifying probably the one of the options that that the table presents in the face of Western Storm for the men and women combined. But um, we'll have to see. Western Storm include Wales there as well, don't they? Yeah. They do. Yeah. Which is an interesting thought. They haven't had a very good day today, though, have they? No, they got absolutely pumped today, didn't they? They lost by about 210 runs, wasn't it? They playing Stars. They got about 290. Uh, and then we were, we were bowled out for about 85, wasn't it? So not a good day for... Yeah, 107 runs. Not a good day for Storm. They won on Saturday, though, didn't they? Um, Had a great win at Cardiff, yeah. The um, um, new overseas player came in. Prendergast, from... wasn't it? All of Prendergast? Yeah. yeah, she got 100. Irish, and she got a great 100. And, uh, um, yeah, set them on the way. But, um, yeah, I looked earlier, and they Storm were going all right. But they, they, their number six came in and whacked the, whacked the 100. And... Uh, I think at Bristol that's probably always going to be out of reach. Yeah, I didn't. It. It, I'm yeah, just assuming. When you play at Gloucester, you see, <laughs> it, just, it just sucks everything out of you. The opposition can't wait to win because they want to leave, and you, you start to think. Well, and Western Storm are there. I think, well, we could be playing at Taunton. What are we doing playing here? And that instantly a demotivational factor. You see, so Western Storm play all their games at Taunton. Happy days. They should win. Ah, uh, should we fire into some listeners' questions then? 
Where shall we start? Uh, da, 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 da. Well, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Tancock, who's not with us today. Uh, if Somerset Taunton does get a franchise in the revamp T20, what are we going to campaign for it to be named? My idea was Somerset County Cricket Club, but uh, I don't know if you've got any, <laughs> any other ones. Somerset, Somerset Dragons, definitely. <laughs> Somerset Dragons. Somerset County Cricket Club would be brilliant. But if we did have to have any, I, I, Taunton Titans are the rugby team, aren't they? So we can't yeah. have that, which is that nice alliterative, all the T's. So we can't have that. Uh, Gibbo, I, I I think we're losing the battle until we get a, a motion table at the AGM about the Wyvern Dragon debacle. So uh, we'll... Uh, we're not losing. There is no, there is no battle. It, it's a, <laughs> a dragon. Always has been and always will be. <laughs> Something popped up on my Facebook feed today about this is a Wyvern and this is a dragon. And apparently this is... This is going on in. Have you heard of Skyrim, Gibbo? No. It's. A, I think it's like an online role-playing game, and there is just as much a wyvern, uh, just as much of a wyvern dragon uh, faction rivalry going on in uh, in the Skyrim chat communities as there is in uh, in Somerset in, uh, in the Somerset wyvern versus dragon debate. So maybe we can invite a couple of those guys on uh, next week, and we'll, we'll talk about Skyrim if uh, things go tits up against North Ants. Um, anyway, the Taunton, uh, we can't have Titans, West Country Warriors, that sounds good, or West Country, uh, uh, West, Western Storm, I think Cybertank suggested Western Storm. I think that's the most likely, isn't it? The St. James something or others. No. Well, I tell you the other possibility, which is that they might link up with one or two, one of the rugby franchises. <clears throat> you know, there's plenty of money behind Bristol Bears and Bath Rugby, oh. and you know these these cross sport franchises you know, could could quite easily take on. So you know, Bath, if we teamed up with Bath Rugby and moved the county ground to Bath, if we can find somewhere to have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two hours away for me, Gibbo. Taunton's fine. Yeah. It's forty-five yeah, there minutes. There is a Bath. Two hours. A huge, huge up. Somerset following in Bath who are completely disenfranchised because we never play any games up there anymore. Gordon Hollins' little kid in Truro would not like it if we moved everything to Bath. <laughs> well, I can't see that happening anyway. With uh, all the money that's been spent on the uh, on the county ground in the last few years, you just want to go somewhere where you can get a bloody commentary box, Gibbo. You don't care where it is. You, you play <laughs> Dumfries if you had somewhere to. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere where you could see. Well, I, t I tell you what, you go on about how dreadful the Bristol ground is, but at least we do have a proper commentary box there. <laughs> I keep meaning to launch that crowdfunder, Gibbo. We can have you like Blue Peter style up a, I'm a massive cherry picker or something like that. <laughs> anyway, moving on then, moving on. Uh, Paul Hughes writes the second team uh, starting 11 looks almost as good as the first team. If Banton fit, he should be playing once, he would walk into any other team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't disagree with that, Paul. We don't, if we don't use them, we'll lose them. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking at what we've got at the moment, it's obviously with the signings of uh, you know the, the the two new batters and three. If you if you count Bancroft, it's difficult to see where where you stick stick uh, Bance and indeed Lewis Goldsworthy in, and it makes it. You know, it's it's even worse when you consider the fact that they all made real, really good progress in 2022. If if James Rue broke a finger, who would 
who would be your option to keep wicket? Would it be Steve Davis or Tom Banton? Or Tom Tom Cadmore as well. Put him in the mix. Or indeed me. Or Uh, Shaq. Probably not not me. Um, I'd find that very, very difficult because I'm a great admirer of both of them. Uh, I'd love to see Steve Davis back for one last hurrah playing in the, in the county championship. He's such a nice bloke. He's such a good wicketkeeper. Uh, and he's been getting a few runs for the seconds. But I think, you know, pragmatically, it would have to, it would have to be Tom Banson. He, he deserves his chance. He's not the greatest wicketkeeper in the world, but he's not the worst either. And he's the future, whereas Steve Davis with the best one in the world is the past. So Banton, I would have. I think Steve Davis is a, good, a very good option to open if, if, if they were to change, you know, left-handed, gives, gives, has done it before, has done it with the gloves, but probably now would want to take do one or the other. But um, I just keep going. Every time I think of Steve Davis open, I go back to that 100 he scored at Edgebaston a few years ago. It was one of the yeah, best, best I've ever seen from a Somerset opener. Um for a one-off game, I think you could potentially have him open and uh, take the gloves. Wouldn't be something I'd look to do long term, but for a one-off, you know, if if you said that Rue was, you know, it's badly bruised rather than broken, and he's you got a, a week, two weeks, or whatever, then I you could possibly kill those two birds with one stone and and have Davis open. But then you would be upsetting. Uh, your opening partnership there, wouldn't you? Because obviously Rue's not opening, so if he did come in for Rue, then you potentially have to disrupt that. So it's a difficult one, but or you could, or he does indeed just slot right in at six. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, next one then. Uh, L. Graham Smith says that Ben Green should start the next game based on his form and the lack thereof in uh, some of the first three games. Discuss. We will discuss. Um, I love Ben Green. I really do. Yeah. One of my favourite players. Not you know, not just because of the 150 odd against Durham. I think he's a good, honest cricketer. Very skillful. Um, shouldn't ever open the batting for Somerset again. I think if he does deserve a chance, it well, again, it should be in that hyper congested lower middle order where you would say that he would only really come in. Uh, if Lewis Gregory was injured, I think he's that's the only real spot where you could potentially. I'd say Casey Aldridge would be ahead of him, Casey Aldridge. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the thing with all rounders is that they've got to be worth their place either as a batsman or as a bowler. Um, and not as a sort of combination of, of the two. And I don't think Ben, with all, you know, all the best will in the world, is worth his place as a batsman purely or as a bowler. Purely. With Lewis Gregory, you could say, even if he doesn't score any runs, he's a good enough bowler to be in the side come what may. You know, he's one of, one of the best bowlers we've got. Um, Casey, Casey Aldridge is getting there, but he's, he's not the finished article yet. Um, and, and Ben Green is just... I think he'd, he'd do really well in the second division with Ben Green. If I was him, I'd be looking for a contract with a second division county. Because he is a he's a very very talented cricketer, and I don't think he's going to get his chance in red ball cricket for Somerset. The way things are looking at the moment, it's interesting for the twos he batted. Once he was a seven, I think it is. Yeah, he got a few last week, didn't he? Don't he got any today? 
but it, it's interesting that he's not opening or batting in the top, say, three or four for the twos, um, like he was sort of in that period, because it was around about that sort of year 2020, didn't it, when he, he opened yeah. with Tom Lambie and was sort of being sort of moulded into a, a, an opener, but I think that kind of experiment is is over. Um, well, he first opened in that tied game against Lancashire with Trez, didn't he, in the, the one where we lost by one? Oh, yeah. Or the tied or we lost? Did we tie or we lose by one? Or we lost by one, didn't we? Tied, um, I think. Or was it tied? Tied. Yeah. We needed 78, we got 77. Feels like a but, Jamie, Overton, Jamie Overton played out a maiden to Graham, <laughs> Graham Onions as the penultimate over. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Anthony. I think the only point I is that without Tom Abel bowling and Tom Lamanby, I know he started to bowl a couple of overs in the last game, but we do look like we are missing a bit of a partnership breaker who, you know, with, with the ball. I don't think that's enough to put him ahead of some of the other names that we've, we've mentioned, but, but it, but I think Tom Abel would be king. I'm not sure what the time frame on, on in returning to bowl is or Tom Lamanby, but that they are very useful to have um, in the side. If, if, mm. if and particularly as the summer goes on and the pitches get, you know, harder and, and more sort of variety is needed. I think Lamanby with his left arm and, and Tom to bowl a few overs is, is something we have missed in the in the first yeah. few games. And can I just reiterate to uh, everybody listed, everybody that follows us on Twitter, if Tom Lamanby's not bowling, it's probably because he's injured. So before you start firing in tweets to, to, to Gibbo and, <laughs> and to Ben on the official club account and even to me, I think we've established in a previous episode, if Tom Lamanby's not bowling, he's probably injured. Uh, Lloyd White, uh, sorry, just go back to to Ben Green. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a six. I think he could be a Collingwood type player, a bit of medium pace. I think he's he's a good enough ball striker to come off. I think once or twice a season and and change a game for you. Um, but as you said, Gabby, he was he's probably a second division Red Bull player. Here's a thought for you, going off topic. Could you ever see a situation where you would have a, a split contract player? Who plays red ball for one county and white ball for the other? We 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 sort of got it already with with players going off to the hundred in the in the middle of summer. Yeah, I think I think you you're not far wrong there. Yeah? It wouldn't surprise me if it happens fairly quickly. No, I mean that is an interesting point. I don't, and it's normally around this sort of time of year you see more and more counties taking advantage of the loan system. I don't know if any of of Somerset's players would. Would want to go out on loan and get some get some first team cricket, or that. and then we, we took advantage of it a couple of times ourselves last year, didn't we? Really? But uh, Amar Verdi. Yeah, and I thought you said we took advantage of it. I remember him playing, oh. but I don't remember. Still, <laughs> 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 yeah, he was that. pretty. He was pretty useless. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think he'd still be out there. At, uh, was it Southport? Yeah, it was Southport. One of the yeah. To be fair to the lad, it was probably the one of the flattest decks uh, in the history of the county championship. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, it's. Would it ever happen? I don't know. It would. I mean, who would be the player? The the, uh, the players' sort of primary club. Who would be ultimately responsible for, you know, like the welfare and the player on that side of things and their fitness? I don't know. Well, the danger is it could, you know, a, a, a big test ground could, in theory, still contractually hold the player, but 
released them a little bit like a, a football style loan that actually it's a, it's a loan on a condition that they play white ball cricket for for say Surrey or Lancashire but then loan them out not against us. yeah yeah like, and if you can play all the games but not against us and I've been meaning to look into the 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 sort of the regulation for the loan system and kind of see what the actual criteria are and the limits of how long you can loan somebody for and and what club and that um if anybody has got a link to it please please do tweet us because I remember chatting to uh, Sam in the in the box about it last year and he, he he's pretty clued up on these things and he was a bit like oh, I'm not really sure I think it's more of a it's just done on a sort of a nod and a wink and a, and a gentleman's agreement. So, are you going to get to the tweet from Lloyd White? I'm getting there, Gibbo. I'm getting there. I just think it's <laughs> Lloyd I've, White. I've just been looking. Uh, yeah, uh, no roll off in the second eleven game, right, sir? Lloyd White might you get the nod this week to bring some much needed bite leadership and experience to the side. This week already feels like a must win. Uh, completely agree that it's it's a must win. Um, difficult to get him in the side really um i know we're, we're just about in may now but the weather still feels like Pick it's him instead of jack instead of jack who hasn't in all honesty he didn't bowl very well against lancashire big call yeah no. but i know you're roloff's greatest supporter well, I, so I, I, thought... I am and uh yeah i mean for me to sort of say it's a big call <clears> I mean... he does lift the side when he's when he's in the team He's actually played. He's actually batted really well the last couple of years when he's played as well. And he's got runs. But, uh, well, it's not going to be a spinner's pitch, is it? It's, it's not going to be prepared for Jack Leach. So you know, your main weapons with the ball are going to be the seamers. So you might, you know, there is an argument for having him in there, feisty, all rounder, get some better good, one, good yeah, runs, keeping in, you know, firing his darts. Yeah, better one day bowler than Jack, isn't he? He's got the. Yeah, he is, I mean, yeah. Jack, Jack to his credit has developed. He's he's got a lot more um, more loop now, and he's he's getting the um, getting the sort of the seam going a bit more towards um, first slip. He previously was sort of he had it a bit um, uh, sort of perpendicular to the batsman. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, if you know, obviously, I'm not advocating, but I think it's a very interesting suggestion. Yeah, I don't think it's without merit at all uh, or you got to be thinking about it now I'm going to be disappointed if he doesn't if he's not in the 11 on, on Thursday morning <laughs> I don't well, if, he, if he was in the I'm always pleased to see Roloff van der Merve's name in the 11 because he is you know he's such a good such a good cricketer he, you know lifts everyone I think when he's, when he's in the side but there and he's the best player in the world as well <laughs> I, I mean I, I don't think they will but no, not a word. But I, you know, they might. They might. Yeah, because if the pitches aren't spinning, Jack's really not contained in the in the in the games that he's played. What's his What's his numbers for this year so far? It's, but he went at six and over against Lancashire. Yeah. So Leach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's going at four point three and over. Uh, hundred nineteen. Uh, four for hundred nineteen in twenty nine overs against Warwickshire. 36 from 6 in the first innings against Knotts, 20 off 10 in the second innings against Knotts, and then in the only innings against uh, Lancashire, 2 for 145 from 28.2. I think you've got a. I think for me, I think you've got to back your international bowler to, to, to you know, to come good. I think 
it would be you, you're right. There's it's an you know there's it's not without merit and logic to think that that Somerset might will certainly be strengthened in the batting by by bringing them in. But I think if it was me, I think you you got to back back Jack Leach on a hopefully a, a game where Somerset are in control. You know, let's be optimistic here and think that Somerset are trying to take twenty wickets and you know they're they're on the front foot and Jack Leach can attack with some men around the bat, you know, I think you've got to back your international spinner to, to come good. Yeah, I just want us to get ahead in the game, because we haven't been ahead in the game this year. No. I know we've got 450 in the first inning against Lancashire, but, you know, they pretty much put that total into perspective when they were, you know, 200 <laughs> from down or whatever it is, so... Uh... If, if Keaton Jennings hadn't got injured, they'd have got 800. Oh, yeah. And that's what they were, that's what they were setting out to do. Last question then uh, from AK Cricket. Uh, well, this is Bancroft's last game for us. Do you think perhaps we might need to sign another overseas batsman with how the batting has mm-hmm. looked and have another Delanger benched overseas bowler or just go with Siddle and Henry for the rest of the year and hope the batsmen get better? I don't think we can, <laughs> we've got enough batters on the bench to not need to worry about uh, signing yeah, another yeah. one. You know, we've, yeah. we still haven't seen... Banton or Goldsworthy or you know we talked about Ben Green as well potentially coming in at, at six in a white shirt this year so there's yeah there's three guys there that could come in so I think yeah even if even if you did think it would be um, beneficial for the championship team it would just be massively demotivating for those guys to just be shoved Absolutely. another a peg shoved down another peg on the, uh, yeah. on the peg when's when's Matt, when's Matt Henry arriving Ben. So the Pakistan New Zealand series is finished, I believe. So I think he's en route. I think I think it comes maybe slightly too quickly to play Thursday, but um, he he should be available for the um, Lancashire game. Yes, yeah, I've not heard anything to the contrary to suggest that uh, he won't be available for that game, and I think. Looking at it, I think the the interesting thing will be what happens come August and September when Henry and Siddle are, are no longer with us, and what position we are in the table, and what then that equates to in terms of overseas recruitment. Because I think that you know, if you know, we don't want to don't want to go down a route where we we sign someone again for four games, and and it ends up backfiring like we have with. With Bancroft, really. Well, it's, so, three, it's three games this year, don't forget, because we already, we, yeah, you already got the three games in September. Though, so that yeah, yeah. gives you that. And we haven't got a great, we haven't got a great record when it comes to late season signings. Imam, didn't, Imam or Hat didn't do much, and Watson and VJ, we're on VJ. You know, yeah, he was wasting yeah. space in 2019. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, we keep all our bowlers fit. Our batting order is. You know, our homegrown batting order is knitted together, gelled. They're all scoring runs. They've all progressed uh, from where they left off last year. We keep all the bowlers fit. I mean, it's probably only Jack that we're going to lose to um, international cricket. And I don't think there's any tests in September this year, is are there? <coughs> no, there aren't. I normally check my one-day internationals. One-day internationals. Oh, they'll probably pick Craig to sit on the bench for those, like they always do. Well, they might do. They could do worse. Well, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, I've started rambling now. But yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have a you know a solid enough Somerset eleven who are all fit and firing, and we really look around the world and go, well, is it worth the hassle of of, of engaging an overseas player when we've got a a tight knit side of lads going well? I mean, you could potentially say, well, case okay, so we'll get rid of Jack uh, uh, Peter Siddle, sorry, and you could either put in you know four or five I could pencil in there Aldridge Leonard Brooks Baker Ogborn potentially I think that's the ideal scenario isn't it that you know well let's let's I will say ideal scenario this is probably the, hopefully the a scenario the ideal that, scenario is Virat Kohli rings up Sarge and says can I go and play at Somerset for free I've heard it's a lovely club to help that's us the win the ideal scenario <laughs> yeah if we're, if we're pushing pushing Surrey all the way come uh Come September, and we need that. <laughs> don't you don't you mean if we're ten points clear and we're looking to you know protect that lead? Only playing yeah. four games, uh, three games in September. I'd imagine if if we were in sort of no obvious threat of relegation or no in obvious pursuit of the title, that they you know it, it would make much more sense to 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 play a younger player than to bring in an overseas player. And I think they'll only bring an overseas player if fingers crossed. We're up towards the top, but maybe more likely we're down towards the bottom. So um, I think if we're in the middle, I think we'll probably try and blood youngsters and, and get them ready for next season. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think that was it for our uh, correspondence this week. I don't think I've missed any out. If I have, apologies. Uh, please uh, shout at me on Twitter. Uh, only last thing uh, that last delivery from Eddie Byram in a Glamorgan match <laughs> it's good that he's doing well at Glamorgan though isn't it yeah you, you want to see these guys do well if they leave I mean you know to be fair to Eddie never really took the chances he was given but are you, yeah. are you frozen Gibbo uh, yeah Sorry. oh he's back now um, yeah I mean you know I think the last memory of the last uh, Eddie Byram's last act in a Somerset show I think was a misfield on the boundary cost four runs to uh, see us to a loss in a one day cup game a couple of years ago in them daft orange boots that you decided to wear for the, the whole tournament uh, but yeah glad, glad to see him uh, doing well at Clamorgan has only Sale played a game for North Ants yet? Not to my knowledge I'm sure he might I think he's planning to come down and um, so you, I think people may well see him around over the next next uh, four days Um but um, whether he plays, I think, is probably his camcorder. That's the big question. I don't know if North has <laughs> signed him up for their uh, equivalent of, of uh, but um, but yeah, he's. Um, I think it'd be great. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie Sell is always a, a very popular member of the of the Somerset um, dressing room, so I'm sure if he's uh, if he's down, he'll will be uh, people will be glad to see him. Yeah. My last memory of Ollie Sale at the county ground was in with his shirt off, getting a piggyback from uh, Sarge around the uh, the long room at the end of season two. But anyway, gave him a good send off. Uh, any other business, gents? Uh, before we knock this on the head, at a respectable. Who do you think's going? Who do you think's going to win the county championship? Somerset. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, difficult to look past. Um, Sorry, uh, looking uh, awfully good, uh, aren't you? Yeah. Awfully good. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be difficult. I think whoever finishes above Surrey is going to win it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 
Lancashire seeds. Well, Lancashire they haven't lost yet, but they haven't won yet. They were a lot of people's picks. Um, they'll they'll miss Keaton yet. Jennings. Though. They'll miss Keaton Jennings. Hampshire are yeah. probably the team that I, I would have backed. Hampshire, to, yeah. yeah. If they're elderly, quick bowlers stay fit. Do you know what the annoying thing about all this is? We've had competitive games against all these counties over the last year and a bit or so. We were we were really up with Surrey when we played them at the Oval. I know they blew us away down at Taunton, but we were you know we were really up there. And then Steve Davis played that awful waft outside yeah. his off stump to the second new ball, and then we collapsed in a heap. And they were chasing forty or fifty less than they should have been last year. So we were in that game. Yeah, we've competed against Hampshire. I just need that extra little bit of X factor, that little ten percent, just to get us up, get us over the line against these sides. But anyway, the uh, Somerset County Career Club AGM tomorrow night. Oh, was it? Oh, it probably was. I done. I done on my voting for the director people. Um, what are they? The member directors. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So seven o'clock tomorrow in the uh, in the county room for members that um, hopefully everyone should have been emailed and stuff. But oh, I totally uh, forgot about that. I've got a, well, I've got a South Devon CC committee meeting tomorrow night. So I, you have to give my apologies, Ben. It is. It is available. Can you stand up at the start? Go. Excuse me. Uh, Yeah. Well, technically, anyone who does, we have got to go through that process. So I don't know if a uh, always look on the bright side like podcast counts as an official apology. Uh, I'm not. I'm I'm me, Ian Shepherd. I'm a. I'll pass it on. Last time I checked 300 quid care about my bank account in, in January, <laughs> so I presume I'm a member, but I'll do it virtually, Ben. I won't. Uh, no, I'm a. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah, I've got a meeting about the old Max Waller game as well. So there's only five tables left at the lunch if you want to pop along for that. Um, SouthDevonCC.co.uk for more information on that. Um, still haven't had a confirmation of the uh, other guests for the lunch, so I'm trying to get Peter Siddle because the Ashes start the next day. So, uh, yeah, just waiting for Max to uh, work his networking magic and. Uh, Get everybody down for that. Um, anything else? Then um, I'll uh, yeah, I'll have to catch up with the AGMs. I'm going to be uh, live streamed and on stuck on YouTube at some stage. Uh, it'll be for members only, so there will be an email going out with the link. Um, so people that for those that are members, they can access that on demand. Ah, happy days. Um, Gibbo, yeah, I presume you've got to be back uh, back in time for Thursday. Yeah, coming back on Wednesday, back on Wednesday on duty, Thursday, 11 o'clock sharp. I hope your flight's not delayed. <laughs> well, I, was still, I can still get there by 11 o'clock on Thursday. All oh, right, happy days. All right, gents, a uh, bit of pleasure as always. Uh, yeah, I'll, I think I'm going up Friday this week, so I'll, uh, I'll see you guys up there. Uh, best of luck to Tom Abel and the boys taking on... Uh, North Ants this week at the Cooper Associates County Ground and uh, yeah we'll catch up with you next week. Cheerio. Cheers.